0: Real truth, real quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas, and I'm here with Todd Wagner. How are you doing, Todd? Doing well, buddy. How you got, doing? Doing really great. I, we got a question that, that several people have written in and asked kind of different nuances of this question, and it's a question that has increasingly become more popular, and the question goes like this, how do I respond to a friend that believes they're transgender? And for a lot of people that, that are watching this, they may not know what transgender is, and so I have a definition here from the American psychological association that says, transgender is an umbrella term for persons whose gender identity, gender expression, and behavior does not conform to that associated with the sex they were assigned at birth.
1: So here's what I would say. The first thing i tell them was I love them. And I would talk about how every single one of us have feelings and feelings are real, but they are not reliable. Uh, The way you worded it is how do you respond to a friend that believes? They might even sincerely believe. I would remind them that sincerity does not define truth. I mean, I can sincerely believe there's a Santa Claus. It doesn't mean that there is actually a guy that lives in the North Pole that can make his way around the entire earth every Christmas Eve and deliver presents to all the good little boys and girls. The sincerity of my belief does not create truth and reality. What creates truth and reality is what is true and real. And so... If something is real to you, I'm not going to argue with your feelings, but I would love to speak with you about what truth is. Now, we do live in a world, Rick, that is broken. We do live in a world affected by sin. This world is not like it should be. Um, And part of the reason it's not like it should be is because a lot of times things that feel very real to us are things that we start to follow. And in the end, what seems life giving to us leads to death. There is an insanity that is going on today that is contributing to um, an increasing number of our children and youth. And therefore, as people grow, they become even adults. That feels that way. Professing to be wise, the scripture says, we've become fools. The scripture says uh, in Hosea chapter four, verse six, let me just read you this, because I think this is really what's going on. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It says, because you've rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from becoming my priest, in other words, my spokesman, the one that mediates between God and man. That's what our job is. I'm not here to tell you what I think. I'm here to be a steward of the mystery of God and a servant of Christ, okay? And whenever somebody starts to say, hey, this is my perception of reality or this is the way we're gonna go, they're not a faithful servant of God and they're not helping God and they're hurting people. But listen to the next thing it says. It says, since you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And so I want to tell you, I think what we're seeing uh, increasingly in, in, in the form of childhood depression, in the form of violent acts in high schools, junior highs, and amongst 20-something individuals are a bunch of children that are really angry. And they're angry because they've been, uh, have been told since they were little, hey, it's okay if you, Johnny... Feel more like Jill and you wanna go into the girl's bathroom? That's okay, because maybe you're just a little girl trapped inside a guy's body. That is not the role of an adult and a wise person. It's to let a kid who feels like they wanna do something, to let them do it. And those kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna be angry, they're gonna feel like they don't matter, they're gonna feel like um, this world makes no sense, and they're gonna strike out in ways that don't make sense to us, in ways that look like real anger. They're gonna be disturbed. Whenever somebody is living contrary to the wisdom and will of God, it's gonna to lead to pain, it's gonna to lead to frustration, it's gonna to lead to anger, and they're gonna eventually act out on that anger. Here's what I would do with my transgender friend. I would love him, I would talk about the goodness of God, the redemptive truth of God's word, the provision of all of our sin natures and feelings in Jesus Christ, and I would do what Matthew 18:15 says. I would go to them first in private. I would encourage them, I'd reprove them. I'd challenge their thinking. I would say there's a way that seems right to man but in the end it leads to death as it says in Proverbs a couple of times. And I would then widen the circle and I would do everything I could to love them and shepherd them towards truth and light. I would do it with grace and wisdom. I would let them know that though their sin struggles or their feelings and emotions might be different than mine, the solution to them is the same as mine. So my struggle might not be that I'm transgender it's that I'm abusive in the way that I operate in my gender. And so I would identify with them, and I would run them towards the truth that sets men free.
0: That's great, great great stuff. And I want to ask one sort of a follow-up question for application for someone that's out there that is working in an office, or maybe they have a friend or a family member, and they say, hey, I'm, a, I'm a, biologically a man, uh, but I would like for you to refer to me as a woman. How do you respond to that friend?
1: What would you do to anybody who would say that there's a a choice they're making that is destructive to their life. I want to make sure that everything I do is done in love. I would know that it's truth that sets people free. And so just because somebody wants to say, I have no choice, I've got to be this, I've always felt this way, take it out of the sexual realm. In any other realm, would you treat somebody like that? Hey, I'm a person that uh, finds life in drinking, I want to drink, I'm going to be deceptive in the way that I tell you the truth about how I'm drinking, I would just go, hey, I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm not gonna call you a drunk and just surrender that area of your life. I don't think it's loving. And so you're still my friend, but I'm not gonna do something that I don't believe is ultimately gonna serve you well because friends don't do that. Friends speak the truth in love, okay? And, um, and, And friends don't deceive with flattering kisses. Friends care enough to say, if it means that you're not gonna like me because I love you, I'm willing to not be liked by you because I do love you.
0: Good stuff. Thanks, Todd. Uh, Listen, hey, we know this is a a sensitive topic, and we know it's it's a very complex topic. And so we'll throw an email address down there at the bottom of the screen. If we can help you, talk with you, connect with you. If you just say, man, I need to talk with someone, we'd love to engage you, connect with you, like Todd said, in a loving way. And
1: listen, I hope you're still with us, because I do want to say this one last thing, because I know we're already over our five minutes, but this is worth saying right here. Sexual issues are increasing in terms of public dialogue, and it doesn't surprise me. When the Scriptures talk about struggles that men have, or women have. The very first place that we go when we leave God to find life and meaning and purpose and joy, it's going to be sexual, why? It's because sex is an area where we feel intense pleasure and it is a way that some of our deepest, not just physical needs are met, which who doesn't love pleasure, and God created sex, he's for sex, but also our deepest emotional needs are met. It's the greatest counterfeit expression of love and respect that a man can receive. And so when you get intense physical pleasure with a deeply felt emotional need being met in an illegitimate way, even though it's meeting a legitimate need, why wouldn't we go there first? That's why Romans 1 starts with sex and then goes all the way down to things that we go, everybody does those other things. All of those things from homosexuality to transgender confusion, right down to being disobedient to parents and being gossips and liars, they're all, an expression or a symptom of the same thing. That's why I can treat my friend who has a struggle that I don't have with extreme grace, because I've got the same problem, it just manifests itself different. The problem is sin and arrogance that thinks I know better than God, where reality can be found and hope can be found.
0: Well hey, thanks for, for sticking with us and we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.